views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. All right, it's your guy, Rich James, once again, coming to you from Be Exposed Radio. So welcome to another week of Living a Rich Life. I am your host, Rich James. Here on Living a Rich Life talk show, we inform, inspire, and encourage each other to live the principles of Living a Rich Life Network. Those principles are good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. We all have a story to tell, and today's guests are no different. So with that being said, let's talk about it. Our first guest, well, he was once a comedian before being told to sit down, a philanthropist by nature for 10 plus years and possesses a wealth of information to be an above average 30-year-old, so he's still relatively young, please welcome coach, educator, mentor, and nonprofit advocate, Jordan Davis. Hello, how are you all doing today? <laughs> well, I'm not glad to be on. So, so what's good, Jordan? Nothing much, nothing much. You know, it's Libra season now, so Libra season, homecoming season. I'm looking forward to a good week of everything, and I'm just um, really appreciative of being able to jump on here. Like, um, I know we reconnected again not too long ago, so this has been awesome, just an awesome experience so far. Right. Well, well, thank you for joining, and let me tell you, before Libra season, it was Virgo season, and um, that, was, that was a phenomenal season, and I got a, quite a few Libra seasons, so you know, you're, you're in good company. I, I know quite a few Libras, so I'll definitely say know, knowing you personally, as well as for those that don't know, uh, Jordan is my, my fraternity brother, and we're going to get to some of that. Um, so first and foremost, Jordan, tell us, where, where are you originally from? Well, I'm more of a military brat, so I'm learning to, like, claim Baltimore now, but I was born in um, California. Long story behind that, that military base doesn't even exist anymore, but um, roots in uh, New York, Atlanta, and then really settled in Baltimore. So I learned how to claim Baltimore, even though I'm not from Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, military, yeah, military, I have a couple of military folks, and uh, they usually, they, wherever they have their grassroots, usually where they go to college, they kind of, that's where they, they claim. So that's kind of like where really, you sharpen your, sharpen your teeth at, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. So tell us, so tell us about Jordan Davis. Tell us who Jordan Davis is. And shoot, how much time do you have on this show? <laughs> I'll tell you how much time you have on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have 45 minutes. That's all good. I mean, me, I mean, you see, I'm a husband, dad, coach, father. Like, I'm due to teaching. I'm a mentor. Like, really just big on just giving back to the community. Just, like, kind of, like, paying it forward, I think. I'm a big person on, like, good karma. And just really just a matter of just trying to just make make people and just like things better when I'm around. So 
kind of like just really an upbeat person that's always just like looking us looking for the next thing to try and up everybody every, up everybody's um standards or lifestyles you know now, 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 do you think that was your nature? Have you always been kind of that, 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 that mentor type of individual, that educator? Because um, again, all those kind of go hand in hand, right? Coaching, educator, mentor, advocate. Is that something that you just felt was growing into you? Um, no, I think that's something you grow into. I mean, I think I've been blessed um, just through um, athletics, academics, and just um, people who have like poured into me at an early age that it would probably be doing myself a disservice and not doing the same thing for the next generation behind me. So that's something you just like really grow into, you know, you kind of like when a, you have a shelf life when you're an athlete, I was but so good, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but on that same end, like why not um, try and get back to others who can be even better, you know? So tell us what, what sports did, did you play? Um, I was big. Um, I pretty much played everything, but um, once I was actually honed in high school, college was um, football and track, and then um, primarily in college track and field. Oh, which what you what's your 40, 40 yard dash? Um, back in the day, it used to be four three four. <laughs> now back in the now during the wash bowl, um, <laughs> if I can break five, I'm alive. <laughs> oh god! Uh, oh, I love it! I, lo- I love it! I love it! Never was a track runner, but it was always pretty pretty fast myself. So one one of the questions that I like to always ask my guests as we get to know them, how they inspire, how they motivate folks, um, what is what would you say is your superpower? That's a good one. You know, I think probably my I'd say like my superpower, <laughs> superpower, double-edged sword would be X-ray vision. <laughs> so, <laughs> like you're able to see through not necessarily a facade because it's never a facade but like the surface level of things mm-hmm. and able and i'm able to just really draw more out of people it creates a level of comfort comfortability relatability so i call it like x-ray vision because i'm able to really get down to the nuts and bolts of a person and that's just something that's like a natural thing some people work at it and for me it's just come come second nature Gotcha, gotcha. So called gotcha. the specs. <laughs> so we we're talking about sports here now. So a few things, and we're gonna stay in the sports area for just a few minutes. Oh, so that's fine. What what sports do you coach now? Right now I coach track and field. Track and field. Okay. And and how's your team doing? <laughs> Without trying to sound braggadocious, our goal is to um, be um state champions on um, both sides, the boys and girls side. So um we do pretty well. We do pretty well, I would like to say. Okay. And and how long how long have you been coaching? I've been coaching since 2008, so when like about 22 years old, so about 14 years now. Oh, wow. Well, now during that time have you won any championships? Uh, we've been um yeah, we've um yeah, we've, <laughs> we've done pretty well. You're talking about um at least um 15 plus national qualifiers. Um, we broke a state record. Actually just got broken not too long ago, 42-year-old state record. Um 18 state champion, state runner-up, um, regional champion. So we um, we kind of have a foot in the door. We actually, and ironically, it's um, a nice little staple here out in the Baltimore County area. So we um, good grades, run fast, send them off to college. You <laughs> say good grades, run fast. So, oh, I, I like that concept. Now, maybe you knew or you didn't know, but um, I come from a, a, a long history of track runners, and one of them did win an Olympic gold medal. Shout outs to my guy Derek Atkins, 400 meter hurdles. Nice. They compared him to Edwin Moses. So he had that 13 step perfect stride between each hurdles. 
Yeah. You can check amazing. him out at the African American Museum in DC. So he's he's in the that museum. Um I'm quite sure you're familiar with it. Uh, very familiar. So I'm yeah, that didn't know I didn't know that was your family. Wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We I, I beat him out as the most athletic um in high school. So you can oh, wow. only you can only imagine when he, you know, when they named the street after him. <laughs> and then he signed a, a nice, I got a nice little poster that, that he signed. And um, it says, now who's the most athletic? So, so you know, so the thing is, is like, so have you seen the gold medal in person? So oh, yeah, so, so he has like the real gold medal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, they were actually like actual legit gold. Nowadays, they're more gold plated. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I said, hey, let's, let's race for it. <laughs> it was like, uh, no, no, thank you. By, by this time now, no, because when he first won it, it was still pretty early. He was still, he was still running. So, um, so would you say that sports is one of your your passions? Yeah, yeah. I think you, I think you learn a lot of a lot about life from through sports. Um, I always joke about the participation generation now. Everybody gets the participation award for being out there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think sports, you got to learn how to win. You got to lose. You know, have to take those L's on and still go forward. Best performance, always giving hundred percent. Like, there's life behind sports, not just the actual competition. You learn right, so right. much more about yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I mean, I didn't know that. So they still doing this participation award. That's how do you how do you feel about this? Tell us how you really feel. Well, <laughs> well, they do they do um participation awards. We at Newtown High School track and field. <laughs> you earn you earn you earn your medals. Gotcha, you're gotcha. Your, you earn your medals and get your handshake for um your participation for um doing a good job. Right. But I mean, in general, I mean, the thing is, like, it's, it's just, it's a really a softer generation. I think it, like, um, highlights the entitlement that goes on in, I guess, with this Gen Z or whatever. Like, I'm not really big on the participation part. Like, I mean, there's always, if you're not winning, you're learning. So I always understand, like, you're able to turn things into life lessons. Okay. But in general, like, you don't, like, you don't choose to live. You're not going to, next day, someone's going to say, yay, congratulations, you're alive. Yeah, you're going to be thankful, but on the same end. You gotta earn. You gotta earn your keep at some point, right? Right. No, no, I agree. I agree. So, if those are just tuning in and, and and listening. We're talking with Jordan Davis, coach, educator, mentor, philanthropist, um, and we're gonna get into some of those things that. And we just was talking sports. So, you know, recently, I believe Serena Williams had her last match. Um, how, how do you feel about Serena Williams and, and her retiring? What's your thoughts on that? I don't think she's going to stay retired too long, <laughs> personally. I think, I think there's a, it's, a, it's, the same, it's the same factor like with um, Brady and people who are considered, quote, unquote, the GOATs. Michael Jordan came back. Brady came back. I think Serena's going to come back. I mean, he's just like, granted, like, she's already came back post-pregnancy, X, Y, and Z. But, like, I think in general she's moved the needle of women's or just um, just women athletics. And I think she'll be a pioneer for dominance, you know? Yeah. We yeah. celebrate, um, we celebrate everybody else putting their foot on people's necks. Uh, she, she does the exact same thing. Right. And I, and I think, I, I do think she's going to, I think she's going to come back. I mean, she did beat the number two player in the world. Um, and she was out of shape. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I think that might've been just a conditioning thing. Plus, I mean, she is older. Like you said, sports, you have a shelf life. Right. We, we, we know that I used to get dunk a basketball. I, I can barely, I can barely dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was me back in my day. 
<laughs> You're not too much exactly. older than me. What are you like? I'm 37 now. Uh, yeah, I wish. Uh, I'll be 38 again next year. <sighs> so back to you. Who would you consider the greatest athlete and, and why? That's a good question. I mean, I always um, toggle between that and um, the low-hanging fruits always. I'm like a Michael Jordan, but and that was some most people are talking about Michael Phelps. So, I mean, honestly, for me, I look at someone like uh, Jerry Rice, mm. someone who's had someone who's had the longevity in the NFL, not just longevity, but at the high level. Like when you look at NFL records as wide receiver, there's Jerry Rice, then there's everybody else. You have to play an absurdly amount of years at a high level to get to where he is. People talk about Odell. People talk about Moss. People talk about all those people. They have to double their careers just to sniff what Jerry does. <laughs> Mm, mm, yeah, true, true. So I can only imagine in, in sports, you, you received a, a lot of advice uh, during, during your time. Uh, what was the best advice you have ever received? Hmm. Best advice? I mean, I was, at a con, I was at a track and field conference down in Orlando last year. So, I mean, I think the good thing is you're always growing and looking to seek new advice. One thing I heard was really like, as you start to get and hone your craft, like find what you do and just dominate the shit out of it. Like you need to really find your calling card. Mm -hmm. Everybody could be a master and you could be a jack of all trades, but what are you really mastering? Like, what do you like? Find you, find your stride, find your brand. What is going to be your niche and make it your own. Doesn't mean can't be well-rounded, but find what it is that you do well. And then really just put your foot on that neck. What is it that you really do well, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was a follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. Be exposed radio, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be exposed, you know. I'm trying to I'm still trying to figure that out personally, but I mean, I think like the one thing I do, one thing I do well is really gather people. Like I really like motivate people, like a leader of people. I think I'm a good thing that I'm not afraid to say the quiet thing out loud. I'm not afraid to put my face out there to get things going and that motivates people and you just lead by example. So I think that would probably be the one thing, like just continuing to be your authentic self. Like that's kind of like, if you want to say another superpower, I guess okay. <laughs> being exposed. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll take that. We'll, we'll sign off on that one. We'll sign off on that. Okay. One. You sure? I got, I got, I got more. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to get into as, as a Sigma man, as again, being my fraternity brother, and um, I was part of uh, your process in becoming a, a Phi Beta Sigma uh, man. Um, Funny story, I'm not even sure if they know. You, this guy <laughs> right here, you actually gave me my line name. <laughs> ah, yes. So let's talk a little. Let's, let's tell us what it means to be a Sigma for you. I think being a Sigma man, you know, being a summation of all, like you're really able to, again, be a jack of all trades, be very adaptable. You're not, you're not necessarily doing things for the recognition or the bravado. You're just getting it done. Culture for service, service humanity. Like it's again that give back those natural things that you want to leave something better than you um better than when you arrived. I think as a sigma man, you lead by example. You continue to just drive the community. And again, like these things aren't don't necessarily have to be one way or the other. You encompass all of those ways, all of those ways to lead and lead people. Yeah, I, I taught you, I taught you well. I taught you well. <laughs> and so, so, and share with the folks that uh, how long have you been a Sigma? I've been a Sigma since fall 2006, man. Shoot, fall 2006. Wow. We want to add those years. So that's going on 16 years. Jeez. 
I didn't even realize it was that long. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's back in those um, what was that um, not even gonna say too much, but um, <laughs> days. back in the days, back, yeah, back in the days. days, um, Rudders is still Rudders is still a function gas station out there nowadays. Right, right, right. So, so the good thing about it, I mean, since we're talking, you know, you know, shouts out to, to Morgan State. I got my alumni mug versus my living a rich life mug because it is homecoming this coming week. And um, shout out to the national treasure. Yes, I got a few things. So let, let's pause. I'm going to pause for a minute to share with our audience the homecoming lineup for October um, 2022 Morgan State's homecoming. So Thursday, we have Jazzy Summer Nights from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's at South Point. Um, on the 6th as well, we have Avenue Kitchen. Um, it's R&B and wine. Friday is, is really going to be a great event. That's um, myself, Zeke, and um, X. So it's Bar One First Fridays. Uh, events for good people is really driving and leading that effort. That's October 7th. Then we have Flashback Friday at Remix. So um, I'm saying all this, so hopefully, Jordan, you'll be making your presence. And again, it's your birthday. So we're going to make sure we have- one be there. We'll make sure we have- We have something special for you. Um, Saturday, we have uh, Noir Lounge. Shouts out to Corey, who's also on my show um, at Noir. Um, then we have Morgan's Bridge Fest which is at Rye Street. And that's Saturday. That is going to be a star-studded event. That's going to be some of the best DJs, good food, some great drinks. And then Sunday, the brunch and bubbly at, um, at Black Swan. So it's a, it's, a, it's a pretty good homecoming lineup. And also, you know, they're closing the campus early this year. You know that, right? I heard. Um, I heard. Yeah, I think they're closing the campus like 7 o'clock because sometimes folks... They get so uh, nice. Rambunctious. <laughs> yeah, they wind up staying on the, on the yard all night. But this is a, it's a good opportunity for DMV promoters and event planners. And um, I'm glad. There's nothing like a morning homecoming, man. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I'm trying I'll to get. I'm trying to get Monty out um, to come out to, to Jazzy Summer Nights. Yeah. Hopefully the ground is not wet. But uh, he knows I'm trying to drag him out because it's been a while. And um, I haven't seen him. I haven't seen Monty. I haven't seen you since since the the pandemic. Oh man, shoot! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. <laughs> yeah, see, I've been, I've been trying to get him out, but he's either out of the country or he just won't come out. I'm too busy with living a rich life. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be a thing. That that could be a thing. I'm, I'm I'm almost certain of it. I'm almost certain. So we talked about sports. We talked about fraternity life. Um, Let's talk about it. And we don't really talk about politics too much on living a rich life, but November's rolling around. Okay. What are your thoughts on the political front as it pertains to Maryland? Because again, you know, I had I had Westmore and his wife on the show, which was an excellent show. I've had Marilyn Mosby on the show, and she's again two folks that are in politics. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on on what's coming to be? in front of Maryland. And then what your thoughts are from the country as well? Yeah, man, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a loaded question, but a good question. Um, first off, and even before I even um, answer that question, if you're watching this, please make sure you're registered to vote because then before anything else, if you're not registered to vote, why are we even talking? 
But I think in honor, in, honor, in all honesty, this political cycle, this political politics in general, there's a changing of the guard, I believe. It's been going on since 2016. I think that our generation, I group myself in your generation now, TV demographic. <laughs> but like, I mean, I think that there is a youth surgence where there's more, there are more community oriented people. Yeah, you were mentioning now Marilyn Mosby, you're talking about Westmore, who I'm a big fan of. Hopefully he's going to be on our next governor of Maryland. And again, another fellow Libra. I'll, I'll be out there for his birthday next on the Friday after. <laughs> but um, just, I think the state of politics now, it's very, it's not necessarily polarizing, but I think that people are now getting, starting to feel, wanting their voice to be heard. And it starts at this ground level. You're talking about local politics, you're talking about state politics, and then, yeah, the national politics. Like, I think the overall, there is, um, I think the best way to put it, it's no long. It's no longer the baby boomers or the elders that are driving the needle. It's this. We're the same generation that got Obama elected. We're also the same generation that got Trump elected. So mm, I think mm. that there's the same generation does when motivated will uh, will drive this country in one way or the other. But I think if anything, we need to become more educated and less emotional. When we're talking about actually voting. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, speaking of Trump. You think he's going to jail? Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, and actually, no, I actually don't think he's going to jail. I mean, I think that he's, I think they're going to figure out a way where, hey, you're not going to jail, but you're not going to be able to run for president anymore. Uh, because, I mean, one way or the other, he's convicted, he's a convict for many things, <laughs> many things. Please, if you want to turn into, tune into the here, January 6th hearings, those are on prime time coming up. <laughs> but oh, well, I mean, I think Trump in general is just a, odd person so we have we do here on be exposed radio which i have no problem plugging other shows um i i want to say i think talk lately uh, with monty I, he'll, he'll probably cover uh, some of that politics stuff during that time um so be sure to tune in to his show and i believe it's on tuesdays but monty correct me if i'm wrong is that tuesdays your show is tuesday at seven yep tuesdays at seven so yeah there's a lot more in depth uh, in terms of topics that, you know, cause I yeah, don't touch definitely. politics really. Um, but again, Big Exposed Radio, we got a, a plethora of good shows and I, I encourage you to check those out as well. Um, all right, so let's spin the wheel a little bit. Yeah. Um, tell us about some of your nonprofit and uh, philanthropic activities. Cause again, I know being a sigma, some of the work that, that you've done, but share with our, our, our viewers and those that are tuning in and watching, and gonna watch later on. So tell us some of your nonprofit and philanthropic activities. Man, yeah, shoot, where does the list start? <laughs> but I mean, I think probably um, a few of the things that's going on, ironically, I'm at meeting up with um, a few people, one with you, I'm your, one of your favorite kingpins, um, this upcoming Friday, talking about a uh, nonprofit work that's going on, but, and, um, Work with um and between that um that's and that's um concentric education solutions. Between that, you also have um my Baltimore City White Knights um program. That's uh, another that's actually the program of the year within AAU track and field ranks. That's a student athlete based program that we've been dealing with that we've been um formatting since um 2010. This is now going on um it's going on um thirteenth year. And again, you're seeing now with just the I think the nonprofit aspect you're really able to work without a certain level of regulations you're able to fill a void mm -hmm. so um, you got that i work with um another um for my thing my philanthropic thing would be i'm with my line brother um 
my long brother Joseph Young, we have our Windsor Elite program is a, is a private fund, privately funded program, literally just for high school elite athletes that's invite only, free pro bono. And we are the ones that um, pretty much bridge those guys between students and athletes that are trying to get to that and get to that next level when it comes to collegiate athletics. We also have, I worked with um, Playworks, Playworks Pennsylvania, that's um, working directly with um, Mayor Keeney. And that's um, working with um, K through eight students. That's um, more so getting kids active, kids um, acclimated um, and um, more movement oriented, recess based. That's going to drive the academic um, academic needle. So I think a lot of my activity is always centered around kids or the youth because you right. when you talk about the youth is our is um, our future. Right, right. Uh, right. It's just pouring into the cup that's going to that you hope gives back. So one of the things here on 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 my talk show and I'm big again is. Maybe you know, I think you do know, I'm, I'm considered the network concierge. And when you talk about, <laughs> when you talk about youth, um, Dawi Sewell, he has a GROW program. The name of this program is called the GROW program. And I, I definitely want to connect you with him because um, again, he mentors young folks. Um, majority of them were boys, but I think he extended it to girls. And I think there's a, an opportunity here to, to kind of connect because some of them are pretty athletic. Oh, um, definitely. And then there's also one of my, my guests from last week, um, and we'll circle back with that. Um, she has a nonprofit called Layla's Gift. Um, so I definitely want to connect and see how, you know, the work that you do can support what she's doing and, and, and vice versa. I think, again, it's important for us to have a win-win mentality. And that's what yeah, I it's iron sharpening iron. Yeah, I tell all my guests that. And even out in the public, I say, hey, it's a win-win situation that I think would, would kind of benefit the, the group. So let's take this time to share with our viewers and those that's tuning in and watching um, how viewers can stay in contact with you, how they can connect with you. Um, should they be interested to get more information, whether it's coaching, track and field, mentor, um, Anything that you're having from a nonprofit standpoint, how can they stay in contact with you? I'm good, then most direct way, and I'll make sure that it gets typed in here and stuff put out there. Um, email it's um, jr or junior jr davis1007 at gmail.com. Email is very direct, or you can always find me on the IG <laughs> or Instagram. <laughs> so there's um, coach underscore davis. 1007. So if you're interested in anything athletics or coaching related, and then if you want to get a look into um, our, uh, get to the nonprofits or the actual, actual on programs, you have the Baltimore City White Knights, which is Baltimore underscore White Knights on Instagram. So okay. those are the probably the three primary ways you can directly contact me. Good deal. So being a mentor, being a coach, um, being a nonprofit advocate, Tell me, how do you balance the the, the two? Uh, yeah, the personal and business, and how do you balance? Because I did, I think I heard you mention that you that you're married. Yeah, I mean, it's um, yeah, it's, uh, how do you it's balance um, that. How do you balance the work and professional? Well, I mean, you know, you always want to make sure you're with the right partner. I mean, someone that understands your work schedule and vice versa. And shout out to my wife because she's a boss on herself. Like I think that we work well together. She has a work schedule that I'm accommodating to, and vice versa. So. You kind of like more make sure you have a partner that works to your strengths. That's number one, first and foremost. 
And then the thinking when it comes to just all the balancing of everything else, it never feels like work. It's like really like you love what you do, like you enjoy mm-hmm. what you're doing. It's a labor of love. So it's not a matter of figuring out what a balance, what balance is. Okay, staying up till like what nine, ten o'clock at night, writing up a brand for or something. Sure, whatever. Hey, if I'm going out there and going out and doing some home visits down in Latrobe Homes at um, seven p.m. Sure, that's fine. That's totally fine. Like I think the thing is that it never feels like work. You're really understanding the impact of what you do. So therefore, it's never a matter of balancing. You're just more so trying to incorporate that in. And I'm guilty of trying to, I mean, I am guilty of overloading my plate. So that's when you, again, your partner kind of reels you in, hey, slow it down some. I'm not but I'm saying, man, you know, it's all, it's all, it's all well and good. It's like, it's, like I said, it's a labor of love. It never feels like work. So it's never really anything to balance. Gotcha. Gotcha. So what, so what does a typical day look like for Jordan Davis? What does a typical <laughs> day look like for Jordan Davis? Because I know what my days look like, right? So again, you talk about it. I enjoy what I do, right? When this is when this is over, you know, our interview over today, me and Monty, we're going to talk. We're bringing the rest of the team. We're going to talk. And then we're right back at it. And I, I got to say, Wednesdays, I look forward to Wednesdays because I did kind of step away for a little bit to kind of work on some other things. But I, I look forward to, to having this show. I look forward to working with Monty. He knows it. I, I always talk him up. I'm sincere. And sometimes I get emotional. But again, it's not work for me. It's it just feels good. It's, it's, yeah, Molly's a cool dude, even this one in the short time we've talked, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us, what does a typical day, when does it start? When does it end? Typical day for Jordan Davis. Yeah, man, typical day for me starts around like 4.35 a.m. I'm joking, <laughs> but it's probably like around like 5.45, 6 o'clock. You hear that alarm. Sit back down. Sit back down. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> exactly, right? You caught that. You caught that. Yeah, exactly. Shooting us anyway. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and um go ahead and try and um get some type of activity in, either jog, walk, or something like that. Thirty minutes, get up and get up and moving. If I'm not up, my daughter will definitely wake me up by six thirty. Six thirty, you know, you do your um, your hugs, kisses, get yourself ready for the day. I'm out the house at seven o'clock on my way down to Forest Park. Um, working with um, Concentric Education Solutions, where we have a holistic program working with um tutoring mentoring and home visits trying to increase um the uh increase the academics and the attendance within baltimore city um youth so that's um a regular typical school day 7 seven thirty to about 2 30 where you use dealing with those youth specifically okay. then you're going to hightail it back over to newtown high school where we're dealing with our track and field program our cross-country track and field. we're in cross-country season now that's about from 2 30 to about 5 5 30 from there, you're gonna have a couple meetings with our athletic director, principal, just a couple check-ins, just to see what I'm like projects that you're not necessarily going in. And then dad comes in. Five-year-old has Taekwondo. Hopefully she comes back in. Um, come back, we'll do some dinner. And then the night is where the real work begins, because that's when you see the emails you didn't see. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and then you're talking about 11, 12 o'clock, close that and close things out, and then hopefully sleep after one okay yeah that, that sounds like a pretty long day that sounds like a pretty long day and i tell people i'm usually an android so i mean just put, plug me in i'll get out charged up for a moment i need you to do something for me jordan let me give you an answer i need you to describe yourself in three words <laughs> and you can come back to that and think about genuine it. genuine genuine driven 
loyal. Genuine, driven, loyal. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that. I, I believe those um, pretty much, from what I know, sum up you pretty well. Again, I've, I've known you for <laughs> plus years now. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The beauty yeah, of don't, don't age me because you don't age. <laughs> <laughs> drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. Um, mind your business, right? <laughs> facts, facts. What I, what I love, again, again, is the fact that we don't have to talk about, we've been talking a little more recently as a, a result of the monument and we see each other here and there, but I, I really appreciate um, you, you coming on and, and kind of being genuine um, and, and definitely loyal. So all those things kind of, like I said, I, I, I know you and we don't talk every day, but when we talk, we always have a good yeah, time. We always have a good time. And when I catch you out living a rich life, I'm just happy to be within the moment with you. <laughs> <laughs> too modest, you're too modest. So all these things, right? One of the things I also ask my guests is, so for me, living a rich life is about those six elements. When I ask that question to you, what would your response be? So what does living a rich life mean, mean to you? I'd say like operating without boundaries. You're able to operate without boundaries because you have that um, financial freedom. Mm. You're talking about, you're not worrying about finances. You're not worrying about your work life. You're not worrying about things that are naturally that are instinctively an obligation you're like your rich life is the fact that what you're doing you love what you're doing and it provide and it said it creates a lifestyle for you that affords you a lifestyle that you are comfortable in and comfortable can be in many ways but like a rich lifestyle you don't have the boundaries or the don't have a glass ceiling on what you want what you can do you know the possibilities are limitless mm -hmm. and you are open to doing it you know just going forward Right, right. Okay, okay. Not, not yet. Some folks think that's a trick question. Not, a, not a trick question. Not, not, not at all. <laughs> so you, you shared what inspires. You know, um, you know, what inspired. Well, more so. Let me say this: Who and what inspires you? Man, <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah, yeah that's I can see thing. how folks can be inspired and motivated by you. Because um, again, that's why we have you on the show. But who and what inspires you, particularly? Man, that's a good one. I mean, I mean, I'm not even gonna say the low hanging fruit. Like first thing, probably be um, like I'm from the religious aspect. It's definitely um, God, Jesus. Like you're probably finding like that north star. But if you want a more practical answer? I mean, things that like I think like who and inspires me. Like one, I mean, like I definitely say my mom. My mother is very kind of entailing like, of who I am, probably even more and probably more social, but she's more genuine, like just there for you all the time, like and not even in a pragmatic way, like probably it's not as one of my best friends so, and my mother. So you figure that. But then you talk about like probably like a Barack Obama, like a Barack Obama, Mike Tomlin, those people who are able to motivate people like though I'm inspired by that because you have a, having a command of a crowd being able to have the diction being able to have the speech pattern being able to have the pulse of a crowd in order to get the best best out of them those are people I kind of on a grander stage I look to but on a local stone old regular stage or a, a more day-to-day -day stage or probably like I said would probably go from the mother through president through head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers you know <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, uh, back to sports, because I know that's a big thing on you. Who Who is your, your NFL team? Uh, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Then <laughs> we have entered the Kenny Pickett era. Hey, we're one and three now. doesn't matter. 
holla at me um, by the time Thanksgiving comes around. I'll be back on here to take um, the egg on the face or to say I told you so. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So with that being said, I, I, I want to, I think we want to keep you on when we have our next guest coming on because I believe he's a Ravens fan. Oh, sweet. <laughs> um, but Pittsburgh, why, why, why Pittsburgh? I mean, you're here now. Just what, what is it? What drives you to Pittsburgh? Well, the thing was, I was a Steelers fan before the Ravens existed. Like I was a big Cordell Stewart fan. So, I mean, the way that Baltimore is so excited about um, Lamar Jackson, I was with um, Cordell Stewart. Granted, two different um, two, two different schemes, different eras or whatever, but big on that. It was big with the Jerome Bettis and just the, I think the blue collarness. it's very like who I am, what got me into football in general, which is very defense, hard hitting, being stout. And then just growing from there, you get yourself a black head coach who's never had a losing season. Go ahead and win some Super Bowls. I mean, the standard is a standard. That's something that not only you do and you enjoy as a fan, but like you kind of like adapt into how you are as a person. <laughs> like, so again, a motivator of men or a motivator of people. Okay. All right. Well, well, yeah, they are one in three. So, you know, we, we have no love loss. You know, I'm a native New Yorker. I'm, I'm a Giants fan through and through. Um, but as long as the Ravens are not playing the Giants, I, I'm rooting for the Ravens. That's totally fine. I root for the Giants, too. We got Newtown alumni that plays on there. Quincy Roche, shout out to him, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're uh, three and one now. Um, no, yeah. Giants are. I, don't, I, I know, I heard. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're looking pretty good. We're, look, we're, we're looking pretty, 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 pretty good. I know a team we could both agree on. The Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Aaron Judge, man. <laughs> Facts. But again, you know, I root for the O's when they're not playing the Yankees and they just played them and I, I, I missed it all. Mm. One of the things we like to have a little fun. So we got a game that we call, which would you choose? Um, you going to play with us? Oh, I'm all, I'm all for it. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to, you know, I got handed some cards here and um, you got to answer, which would you choose? This first one here. Okay. Which would you choose? Stuck overnight in an elevator with country music blaring on the speakers, or stuck overnight in an elevator with opera blaring on the speakers. Hmm. Opera. Opera? Yeah. Tell, tell us why. Because there's always a break in between sets. <laughs> you made that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But at least I can at least I can think with opera. I mean, I'm listening to country music. I mean, I, I just can't relate to I me. Mean, I can hear I can relate to some of the feeling part, but I mean the band and give me some give me opera so at least if I'm so I can at least figure out why I'm still stuck in the elevator. <laughs> okay, okay. These are some I don't know where they came up with these. Let me get some more. Let me get some more. Okay, here it is. Which would you choose? You could never eat again or you could never sleep again. That's easy. <laughs> You'll never sleep again. Never sleep again. Okay. Yeah. Well, That's uh, easy. <laughs> I already uh, operating on a 36-hour count, so I'm, I'm clock. You, you can hear what I'm hearing you say, either way you die. <laughs> 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 right, right, right. Either way, you're, you're, you're going you're gonna to die, right? Yeah, so, uh, all right. Which would you choose? And this might be hard for you. No talking from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day, or no eating from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. Which would you choose? Every day? Every day, 9 to 5. 
No talking. I, I still choose no talking because I mean I'm a I'm a foodie by nature, man. I I love food. <laughs> You're okay. not gonna take my food away, but I I can shout. I'll shut up for food if the food's good. I'm not talking. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, that that makes sense. That makes sense. I see. I What's see up, man? Hey, hey. What's hey. happening, Jack? <laughs> we got we got so we got our, our second guest. He jumped on the line here. So real quick, uh, we're gonna bring him in right. So, uh, but we, well, Jordan, we want you to stay around because this this guy here is, is phenomenal in more ways than one. And um, I, I say that because I met him years ago, um, didn't really engage in a lot of conversations with him, um, but knew, you know, he had a, a great business mindset. His energy was, was fantastic. We wind up, you know, the last couple of years, I, you know, I started doing the show and, and, and connecting with other folks and wind up running into this guy. And then one night, we, um, we, we just had some serious conversation. It was some grown folk conversation. Right. And, no had, and, right? and I had asked him to be on the show um, before, but again, our calendars just didn't sync up. So um, I said, hey, I need to get you on the show. He said, hey, here's my number. And he made it happen. So what I want to do now, folks, for those that are just tuning in, I'm going to introduce my second guest. And um, my second guest uh, is an inspirational orator known for helping to elevate folks' minds, hearts, health, and I love this last one, bank accounts. Please welcome entrepreneur oh. <laughs> extraordinaire, my guy, Sugar Ray. What's happening, man? What's going on? How you uh, feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I got, I got, I got two, two, two good guys, two good kings with me here. Jordan, he's a coach. He's a mentor, a nonprofit advocate. What's up, King? What's going on? What's going on, my guy? How you feeling, man? I'm pretty good, man. Yeah, I was blessed to be on the same flyer as you. I put, I said, hey, I'm on here. Like, oh, you know Sugar Ray too? Like, I'm about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, regular guys, you feel me? Yeah. Facts. Regular guys doing uh, inspirational and motivating things. So I, I keep it like that. I think it's it's important to say that and, and not minimize what we do for the community um, as black men and what we bring to the table. We, we ain't out here doing some crazy stuff like some folks think we are, but we're, we're supporting each other um, and, and we're doing great things. And I thank you both for being here on Be Exposed Radio. Uh, all right, so let's get to it, Ray. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it because you got one of the hottest spots when it comes to brunch, uh, when it comes to just nightlife. You got the Wild Wednesdays. You got all types of things. So we want to talk about what, what motivates you and inspires you. So tell us, what kind of person um, is Sugar Ray? Um, well, I was recently having a conversation with someone. And so, you know, oftentimes how we see ourselves is not how other people see you. You know what I mean? But um, that someone, which was my wife, was telling me that, you know, I was a nice guy and I was a really good guy. And I try to make sure that all all my friends around me, everybody around me, everyone that who's an extension of whatever it is that we're doing, that we're growing, and that we're growing together. They may be growing in their particular fields and their particular professions, but I'm always there to, um, you know, kind of sort of impose my thoughts and my opinions and along with some sweat equity and work to help those things happen, man. So I think I'm a philanthropist, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, um, a lot of ways I ain't got that philanthropist money yet, 
but it's all good. We working on that. You know what I mean? No, no so, doubt. No, no doubt. Guy, I, my intentions are always pure, man. And, and, and that's the kind of energy that I felt. Now, I asked Jordan the same question, so I'm going to pose it to you. Um, I want you to describe yourself in three words, because um, you kind of put it out there. I want you to describe yourself in three words so to, our, to our viewers. Okay, man. I would say um, youthful. I think I'm very youthful. Um, energetic and a finisher. Mm, okay. Okay. I, 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 I like that. I like, I like that. So first tell folks about Sh Sugar Ray's for those that don't know how I don't know. They don't know about it, but um, tell us about Sugar Ray. Now that could take up the whole thing. Right? <laughs> that could take up the whole interview, but I tell you what, uh, this, 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 uh, row house on Milton Avenue, right? Uh, my grandfather started a club in, in the 1960s and it was called the Thunder Red Pleasure Club. And the whole purpose of the club was for men to meet and for them to help put people and uh, make plans to put people in political position. You know what I mean? Um, Clarence Dewburns and stuff like that. I don't you you're from New York, so I don't know if you know, but older heads in Baltimore know Clarence Dewburns and William Donald Shepard. So he was that kind of, he was that kind of guy. Anyhow, um, it evolved. It went up and down and back and forth in terms of um, in terms of getting license, losing license. And then, you know, as the neighborhood deteriorated, them buildings were condemned. So but the, the, the liquor license was still in place and the taxes was in, in place. And I paid taxes on the liquor taxes and the liquor license on that building for 20 years. You know what I mean? So one day I was sitting inside of a club. I was sitting inside of Select Actually, I was like, man, I want a club. I'm sitting here. I'm enjoying myself. And then it hit me. I forgot. Oh, I got a club. Right. right. So then I went and um, I purchased the other side of that, the other side of the building. You know what I mean? And um, and then I start to take the, those two buildings and rehabilitate them. And, you know, the whole thing was the, the, the neighborhood was a challenge because of stigmas and things of that nature. But um, it was just a matter of how do I get people to walk down? How do I get women to walk down the street in heels? You know what I mean? So we figured some things out and, um, you know, we made some things happen and, you know, good energy attracted good energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, for a while it was, you know, a best kept secret. And then the secret got out. Facts. Facts. You and uh, me, that was definitely best kept secret. And my wife, she was, she, she was the chef. She still is master chef. And people would come to eat at first. They just come there to eat. Look, man, I know this spot. That used to be the thing. People would, you know, they could take somebody to something they wasn't hip to mm -hmm. and hip them to it. And they can get some real good food and some real good service. And you know what I mean? It was one of those things. You know what I mean? So, so um, let me ask. Let me long ask, story. So let, so let me ask Jordan, have you been to Sugar Ray's? Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I'm about yeah. to say. I was going to say, yeah. I'm about to say, because one of the things I do is normally I take my guests out after the show. Um, it's raining. Do that. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'll see, I'll see you uh, this, 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 this week, this weekend, Ray, and, and we'll connect. So I owe you guys a, a, a drink or two. Um, it normally includes some food, but we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. So. Yeah. You know, we got Morgan on Sunday. Yes. Uh, yeah, that brunch that that's gonna be yeah, and then I got Dish Day to help. That's hell with that job Friday on for this Friday. So, so what time does Dish Day start? Twelve p.m. on 12 Friday. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might, I might, I might have to. About 5 p.m. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. You work for self, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, what, what are you ditching? So. Well, right, 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 right. I'll be at work, but, you know, there'll be people there with laptops. And right, right, right. Hookah. It's so, about laptops and hookah, baby. <laughs> so tell us, tell us, tell us, Sugar Ray, what are three most important habits to be a successful entrepreneur? What would you say are the three most success, most important habits to be a successful entrepreneur? Hmm. All right. I would say that um, getting up early. Mm. Rising. Okay. You know what I mean? Get up early and get you out the way. You know what I mean? You get up, you get your prayer out the way, your meditation out, to, out the way, um, your exercise, you get that out the way. You know what I mean? You make preparations for what, what you leave in the house with in terms of meals and foods and things of that nature. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you engage in business. So what I mean is you should be up personally. I think, I think 5 a.m. is a decent time. I think 4.30 a.m. is better. Mm. You hear that, Jordan? So you get up. Yeah, it's the time you get up and you get up and to consistently make progress. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, um, you said. Now you said the three. Uh, are you looking for adjectives? Or? No, no. What I just you know top three. I think you gave you kind of gave what's important. You know those habits: yeah. getting up early, being consistent. Um, yeah, yeah getting up early, I think, is incredibly important. You know what I mean? Get a jump on the day because midday, I probably got more things done by twelve one o'clock than the average person going to do all day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I still got a, a, a good piece of day um, ahead of me. Um, another another habit that I that I, I try to, I, I keep my word with that I made with myself. I keep the promises I made myself. So if I decide, man, this is what got to get done tomorrow. That is what's going to get done tomorrow, regardless of how I feel. Mm, okay. Okay. So and what, go ahead. Got another one. And, and the finish. Finish. Yeah, you got to finish the day, man. What would you say is your biggest challenges uh, to being an entrepreneur? Uh, the biggest challenge to being an entrepreneur is is really getting people um, to function in the system with you. Because all right, I'm the real estate, right? I rehabilitate houses, properties, and things of that nature. All right, so you got a group of people that's within that profession that you got to get on the same accord with you. All right, of course, we got Sugar Rays, right? Um, entertainment, food, dancing, hookah, whatever. Got to get that group of people in alignment. So the biggest challenge, man, is really like headhunting or recruiting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then um, you have, a, well, you know, I just finished the gym and things of that nature. So I've been doing partnership and, and um, I got, I found out recently, we just got approved for a PRP, me and another young lady. And so we just don't have enough people in place to handle things. You need to find a way to duplicate yourself at least by 80 percent. Somebody that might not be rich, rich life, you know what I mean? But somebody who can get 80 percent of it done, you can hand some things off to. So the biggest thing is recruiting good help, man. That's the most challenging thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I wanted to. So, Jordan, that's a that's a good segue, right? Because, Jordan, I didn't get to ask you about challenges that you face as, as, as a coach, um, cause Jordan, you know, he's a sports guy and unfortunately he's a, a Steeler fan too, Sugar Ray. 
<laughs> well, you know, I'm 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 a, I'm a, I, for the organization, man. I'm I'm with the Steelers too, man. I, that organization. Hey, listen, bro. You know, I, I I'm I, I'm 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 a black man, brother. Standards of standards. You know yeah, the Rooney family. I bangs with them, homie. I bangs with the Rooney family, man. They set the precedence in a lot of ways for um some level of equality in that racist ass. Uh, God, they ain't going to leave. You know what I mean? Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm with the Roonies, baby. You know? <laughs> I'm with the Roonies, man. Only, only on Be Exposed Radio. I tell you, boy. We, <laughs> we, I, we, I, we, I, 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 football, you know, I'm an individual guy. You know what I mean? Wherever Lamar go, I'm going, man. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Wherever, wherever LeBron go, I'm going, man. That's okay. where I'm at. Like, yeah, that's me. The organizations don't get you caught up in them because I know they ain't all got, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. You got lucky, Jordan. You got lucky. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm telling you, man. Shoot. Look at, I told you that, that that organization's all right. Right, right. True yeah, indeed. Yeah. True indeed. So let me let me ask this question. Um, and and Sugar Ray, you do the honors of answering first, since this is your time slot. How do you stay on top of industry trends, right? So you have, you know, you do real estate, you have a Sugar Ray's Lounge, and that's what I'm gonna call it. I'm not gonna call it the nightclub. I like Sugar Ray's Lounge. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you stay on top of industry trends? And then I'm gonna pose that same question to you, Jordan, from a, from a coaching standpoint. All right, for me, I set them. That's how I stay on top of them. They always, they always in the back. They always in the rear view. For instance, like that brunch being done at lounges and things of that nature. We was the first to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. so the best way to, the best way to stay the, 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 on top of the trends is to be the one that set them. Mm-hmm. Different background where, um, you know, these days in that particular field in that particular profession is a lot of follow the leader. And I, mm-hmm. I, I can't stand that. You know what I mean? That ain't really my thing. Always, it used to be if somebody did a party or an event at a venue, oh, we can't do it over there. They did it. We got to do it over here. They did They did this thing. Oh, we got to do a beast thing. We got to, you know what I mean? We had to do something different. So, uh, and along with like, for instance, um, I know that this day thing was going around in D.C. and Baltimore and, and, you know, outdoors and all of that. But I said, you know, I'm going to do a day party doing work, you know what I mean, at the lounge. It's a place where nobody would, you know what I mean? Right, right. Right. So um, I tried I tried to do that, though, not the first to do that, the first to do it in the lounge we are. You know what I mean? So we just try to set the trends, man. Like, I mean, if we're just talking sugar rays, that's free hookah. Free. You can have it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then I start seeing certain people do uh, free hookah. But if I see a good idea and I feel like I can execute it just as well or even better, then I'm going to do that for sure. Um, with terms to this real estate thing, right? Um, we we pick from each other a lot, man, in terms of uh, designs and sailors and paint and colors and all of this stuff. Like, you know, it was a time where everybody, the new the new neutral was the great, so I'm sure all of you guys saw that, that the new neutral was the great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So then, and we started, I started doing this um, grayish green, and I see a lot of people pick it. You know what I mean? It's a little different, little thing. Man, my whole thing is be the one to set the trend. That's how you stay on top of the trend. Regardless of what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's I how you gray. I have gray in my home. You got gray? Yeah. Amen. <laughs> hey, Jordan, how do you stay on the industry trends? 
Similar, man. It's definitely similar. It's um, you stay at a trend. You just never um, stay rested in what you do well. You're always looking to try and stay evolved. But on the same end, like you, the curve doesn't catch up to you if you stay ahead of the curve. Don't let anyone just box you in. Like I think they're all. Everyone sitting here and talks about reinvent. Like don't reinvent the wheel. You know, sometimes it is okay to reinvent the wheel. You so it's always modifications, amendments, and things like that. You can't say you can't. It's never just one formula like it's all like the same way you expect someone to grow in a in like from year to year you got to grow as a coach you have to grow as a communicator you have to grow with philosophies you have to grow how the way to how the way society evolves absolutely for me, okay, like, okay. so so sugar ray you didn't get a chance so my producer his name is monty and i call him monty the magician and, and let me tell you why because again i have the best team in the world and I think team is important, and we're going to talk about that when it comes to your, you know, with your stuff. But I didn't tell him I wanted to have both of y'all on at the same time, and he made it happen just as we were talking. So I call him Monty the Magician, and I always put him to the test, and he always comes through. Team, team. That. Yeah, team is important. Yeah, man, you need that. I make I I make a living with a bunch of women. I got a good team. You know what I'm saying? On in terms of the club, in terms of the uh, lounge, and then you know these guys they come and go with the other stuff with the rehabilitation. But yeah, man, that's that that is absolutely positively the key. And you know we you know believe it or not, right? You know this thing is actually trending now. So being um um African American entrepreneur is trending now. Like we are currently setting a trend. Like what you're doing, what you're showing, things of that nature. Um, uh, that's it's happening, and it's kind of happening now. So you know, you have a challenge yourself with um, doing what um, what Coach said, which is you know stay on the cutting edge of things, and um, you know reinventing the wheel of putting at least putting some new spokes in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that we doing that right now. Not only setting the trend, we are changing the narrative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm what black right. men aren't and for what black men don't do. You know, we get, we got, we get into that discussion. It's a different ball game. You know what I mean? But yeah, we yes. change the narrative, man. Absolutely. You realize Absolutely. we're the legal movers anyway. No <laughs> doubt. Absolutely. We, we foster creative thinking. That's, 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 that's us, you know, that's, that's, us. that's us. So tell us, Sugar Ray, what's, what's, what, what's in store for, for us in the, in the coming months what do you have happening so i know not just your events and the the brunches because again for those that are just tuning in we have sugar ray entrepreneur and we have coach mentor um jordan davis Uh, we want to know the crowd my my fans want to know my audience want to know what's what's in the works with sugar ray what would you have coming down the pike because you always when I, i when we had this conversation again we was at bar one and we're gonna pick that up by the way we're gonna pick that up. We're gonna have a little male female uh, conversation, which was great. Jordan, you would have loved it. Um, but what's in the works for for Sugar Ray down the pipe? Well, right now, um, uh, not too long, about about a year and a half ago, I, I bought a warehouse. I purchased a warehouse, and uh, the intent was to create um, the sexiest black-owned restaurant in Baltimore. No, that's not fucking true. The sexiest restaurant in Baltimore City, putting them all to shame, right? Um, I added another, it was 3,000 square feet. I added a level to it now, 6,000 square feet. It's called Range Restaurant and Lounge, named after my daughter. Um, and we're looking for it to be magnificent, man. We're just waiting on our slow city to do some things, you know what I mean, in mm-hmm. terms of um, 
being able to get it's been it's a process, but in terms of I'm getting a six inch water line ran to, you know, the building and BGNE want to charge a zillion dollars to run me a three phase uh, system because what's what I'm doing over there has never been done before. It's sitting over by Northeast Market, uh, right across from um, I mean, right on right right on the corner, sitting on the Baltimore City parking lot. It's gonna be pretty, you know. Outstanding is going to be pretty spectacular. Of course, I just finished rehabilitating um, the gym for a good friend of ours. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. Fitness and training and stuff like that. So I Supreme got Fitness. We can say that. Yeah, Supreme Fitness and Training. I got them, um, you know, still trying to help them get situated and being, get in position to really, really, um, uh, man, what's going on here? All right. Trying to help them get in position to really do what they got to do. Can you see me? Yes. Yeah. All right, so, and um, that's that, man. Right now, that had become more of, of like a hobby until there's some of these um, approvals coming through from Baltimore City, but the approvals are here. You know what I mean? So um, now I'm just waiting on, it's just a whole bunch of correspondence, but that 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 restaurant is the big deal, man. It's going to be a game changer, man. You know what I'm saying? And I'm looking forward to it. All right, question. I'm going to ask this question again, Jordan. I'm going to, I didn't get to ask you this, but Sugar Ray, tell us what's more important, innovation or integrity? Integrity. Jordan? Mm-hmm. That's tough. I mean, I feel like one goes against the other, but I'm, I'm just, I'm going to just play devil's advocate. I'm going to say, I'm going to say innovation for, 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 the, for the purpose of conversation. Okay. And okay. So tell us, you know, you, you already know. Exposed radio, you gotta tell us why. I mean, think about it. I mean, anytime you're doing anything innovative, when you're talking like, I mean, you're thinking outside of the box, how are you going through XYZ certain protocols? Doesn't mean that you're not gonna be thorough with what you're doing, but people will sit here and might may view it in a different way. I I would equate it to like say, uh, not sure if anyone on here is a Marvel fan, but like a Tony Stark. They try and like you're not necessarily going, you don't take no for an answer. Is that necessarily uh, knock on yours, their integrity in question until when you actually see the right results. I think when you, I think that's probably the double-edged sword when you're talking about innovating. Okay. Sugar so they say the same thing about what? Elon Musk, maybe. Oh, yeah. Sugar Ray, what would you say for uh, integrity? All right. So being a builder, the first thing that comes to mind when the word integrity gets used is um, plywood, flooring. Um, joists and you know if the integrity of the joists is not tight no matter the design of the plywood or the design of the flooring right it it, it can it can collapse mm, okay and so um in order for things to be sustainable uh that word is the word that comes to mind you know what i mean if i have integrity i can attract innovative people you know what i mean so, um, you know, I can appreciate my brother playing devil's a- advocate. That's what came to my mind. And te- the structural integrity of this building. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It's building- a big thing. I get it. <laughs> the building's going to collapse. You know what I mean? I got I got glass ceilings and fish in the floor and all but my joy, my joy ain't about nothing. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I get it, man. I get it. That's why I said that. And as a business person, when I hire people, uh, the, the the other perspective, um, 
coming from Jordan's perspective, I'm kind of like the innovator. So I want to hire people who got integrity. I don't need them to do nothing else. <laughs> no. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't want them over pouring because Rich came in. No, that 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 was that that's a double shot you just pulled for that single shot money. You know what I'm saying? I don't you know, you know, so funny. I don't even see how folks well one, because sugar rays the the the, the pores are right. Yeah. So I don't even know why. Why would anyone do that, right? Because again, yeah, we, we don't be having that. We don't really like them problems that a, a lot of other club owners talk to me about. So I said, man, that, that's not my really, really my issue. My issue is the level of comfortability. Like these these folks, they get too kind. They forget, like, yo, we at work. You know what I'm saying? They forget we at work, but they always talking about people taking a steal. I like, ah, it ain't really a problem for me. I mean, I see them. When they taking, so it's not a big deal. They ain't taking much. They doing it for the sugar ray. Lean, move over. The service. Move over, cause you're out of the picture. Move over, some. I'm out of the picture. Oh, uh, there you go. No, no, there you go. There you go. Oh, okay. You was getting real comfortable. Okay, I'm holding my thing on. The, all right, there you go. You see me? Yeah, 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 yeah. You good? Okay. You good. We, want, we want folks to see your, your your handsome face. That's that's all. Okay, I got you. You know, so uh, let, let's keep this thing going. Let's keep this thing going. So in, in terms of, again, being a, a, an entrepreneur, um, what what do you think, you know, how do you handle disagreements with, and again, you know, whether it's your, your folks that work with you, work for you, business partner, how do you handle disagreements? Um, something, that's something I actually got, got to get um, better at. Uh, I think I've been doing well recently, but when I say better, I'm, I'm not the best at it. I want to be the best at it, which is giving um, other people, right? And this is kind of crazy, but who has a whole lot less to lose, mm-hmm. who has a whole lot less to compromise than I do, still giving them the room to have an opinion and um the opportunity to make perhaps exercise that opinion. I've done that just to show them oftentimes that, see, you was wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that is, uh, I've gotten a lot better at doing that. You know what I mean? And making sure people are a little bit more comfortable using soft power instead of hard power. They talk to me, say, well, you know, my boss, I'm like, I ain't nobody's boss. Don't ever say that because I'm not with that. You know what I mean? I got partners, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, you got just as much to gain and or lose as I do. You know what I mean? When you don't really have as much to lose as I do, but still, that's the way I, I like to um, treat it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Jordan, how do you, how do you handle that? Because, again, you know, as, as a coach, you'd be like, hey, I need you to take another lap. <laughs> you know anybody yeah, I mean, trying to take no lap. I mean, I think the thing, I think the thing is like how you like how you um already set the tone. Like I definitely as a younger coach, it was um you have, you have your you have your baselines. Like I would at this point as an older coach now, like you don't negotiate with the athletes. It's standard is standard. It's what we're doing, X, Y, and Z. But when I'm dealing with conflict, I mean, I think the thing is is that a lot of times conflict is just a matter of you not understanding what's going on. I will let you know the reasoning behind it, why you need to do it. Hey, if I'm not going to, and then ultimately again, like it's my program, I'm not going to tell you something wrong or something that's not going to benefit you. So if you're still at the end of the day against that, then I just don't need you. And I mean, 
when you have a good product and there's an outlier, you mm-hmm. don't ship your product because 99% of the time you're right. I mean, look at it. Like most, most presidents, most people in politics, uh, you're probably getting like what 60% um, approval rating. I don't need two thirds of y'all to understand what I'm doing. I'm not going to sit here and think about everybody. I understand what the bigger, bigger picture is. So I'm going to explain to you. And then from there, if you can't um, get with the program, you don't need to be with the program. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Gentlemen, tell me, what's your definition of, of success? Sugar Ray? Man. Um, so I don't like the term success, right? Okay. What term would you use? Because, because it's incomplete. Meaning, I think that if you're a hardworking man and or woman, you got to take time out and pat yourself on the back. You know what I mean? You have to take time out. And even though, you know, people who are driven a certain kind of way, like myself, I don't really see myself the way other people see uh, mm-hmm. other people describe me to me. You know what I mean? I'm all, I used to always be like, ah, that ain't enough. That ain't enough. And then I had to learn how to take a step back. And you say, you know what? I got, and have an appreciation for what it is that God has allowed me to do, whatever that might be. You know what I mean? So I think success really um, could easily be um, linked to gratitude. You know what I'm saying? When you take those moments out and, you know, you have peace. Peace, you can take those moments out and have some peaceful moments and, and be satisfied with what you've done. I think success is really peaceful satisfaction, really, because if you are anything like myself um you're you'll never stop there'll always be something else to do you know what i mean yeah there'll always be something else to do so you never there's never a finish line you know what i mean that's to me says complete ain't no finish line until you till they put that dirt on you yeah yeah i i at one point i was like if i was not doing something i felt like it was something i should be doing right 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 without question yeah, yeah. Jordan. Yeah, no, I like the, yeah, like, just like, yeah, like that um, answer, like just the whole peaceful aspect, because it's like when you're wired a certain way, there's always going to be something else to do. So I think, because I think the thing is, like, there's a difference of measuring success versus being successful at what you do. I think being successful or like, yeah, being, like, how would I um, define success would probably just be, being a, again, like staying ahead of the curve, being able to create that, create that, create that peace after accomplishment, because mm-hmm. accomplishment is all you. Know, you always appreciate the grind of what happens, but success is actually having that appreciation for what was actually accomplished. Like the successes, there's something you can look back on. Right. And say, hey, yeah, I did that. Kind of like when I got my license. It's like, yeah, I plan to do it. Got my yeah. license. That was it. <laughs> No doubt. So, 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 let me ask this question. So, as as and again, my my introduction always talks about what living a rich life is, the six elements of living a rich life: good health, strong relationships, financial freedom, goals and achievement, extraordinary experiences, and philanthropy. Um, I pose this question to Jordan, so I'm going to pose this question to you, Sugar Ray. Um, two things: one, what is your superpower? And then two, what does living a rich life mean to you? Hmm. That's some good questions. Superpower. I think I got a couple, but if I had to narrow it down to one, um, I would say motivation is my superpower. 
inspiring people. You know what I mean? Getting people to see themselves the way that I see them. You know what I mean? In terms of the, what they're capable of. You know what I mean? So I think that's one of the superpowers that I have to. And then sometimes um, it, it, it takes a while, but my friends, for instance, you met Tanya. She's mm -hmm. told me she loved her job. And I laughed her out of that job, right? Because I knew what she, because what her job was and what she said she wanted didn't align themselves. You know what I mean? Um, you know, my wife's an entrepreneur, you know what I mean? But she was driving out the American radiology at Owens Mills for $12 an hour some years ago. And I was like, yo, you could do this. So my superpower is inspiring people to do things that they're actually capable of doing. When they figure out what it is that they want to do, it's one thing, you know what I mean? They've gone from assistant livings to this, to that, to, oh, this is what I really like. But once once you catch that bug, it's over. Mm -hmm. Never mm -hmm. go back. Um, what I consider living a rich life, man. Sugar Ray, before you answer that, I'm going to say your other superpower and what, what led you here and I was like, I wasn't taking no for an answer. You got to get on the show is your listening ability, brother. Because we was in bar one. You know, again, we had a couple of cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> but and again, because I'm a listener and I know I, I, can, I can listen and, and, and I can respond. But you took the time to listen to all the different comments before you responded. So I just want to point that out, folks. Sugar Ray is a motivator. He's also a great listener. And um, it, it's just a pleasure to have you again on the show. And again, because I, I build relationships. I mean, again, strong relationships, number two. I don't believe anything happens for a reason, uh, not for just any old reason, but for a, a valid reason. So I wanted to share that. That's that's your other superpower, brother, because that's what I said. Yeah, this guy got to get on the show. He got to get on the show. I, I, pre I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, when there's, a lot of, when there's a lot of talking going on, I learn. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now go ahead. Tell us what living a rich life means to you. Living a rich life, man, that's just about health, man. Energy. You know what I mean? Praying over your family and watching things, you know, watching things manifest themselves. Um uh touching people, helping people. You understand what I'm saying to you? Um uh I always think that um I always think that health is it, and I always think that I can help people from a health perspective. You know what I mean? I mean, all of these formulas, herbs, spices, all of this. I'm, I'm one of them guys. I'm a naturopathic guy. You know what I mean? Oh, they got a cure for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got, I think that health, that's that's my thing. I wake up in the morning. That's what we were talking about earlier. But waking up in the morning and tending to you. And I, I'm really talking from a, 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 a psychological and physical health perspective. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, traveling, excursions. You know what I mean? And a lot of a lot of um, opportunities to share laughs and and and, and um, experiences with your family. Nice, nice. I just got back from Bermuda, and uh, let me tell you, coming back to this cold weather, some BS. Oh yeah, yeah. I I just got back from uh, you know what? I don't know who watching. They don't need, need me say all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, this is we live now, but it will be recorded. It's being recorded, so. It's gonna be out there on, on the on the internet and, and YouTube, so you'll be able to review it. You can slice it, dice it. So by all means, please, please do that. I will send the link to you guys so that you can, um, you know. And again, you'll see some follow up from from my team 
to say, hey, kind of a thank you and, and, and all that good stuff. And what you yeah. got there? I'm doing it right now. That's a pineapple, pear, cabbage, parsley, some other stuff, ginger. And I put some moringa and uh, chlorella in there. What's that, uh, like a smoothie or something? Uh, it's a pre-workout for me. You know what I mean? It's cold-pressed juice, though. Okay. Yeah, it's cold-pressed. Now, now, this is not, not 1738, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's terrible. Uh, Sugar Ray, how do you balance it all? Uh, how do you balance uh, uh, family, being an entrepreneur, you know, a little me time? How, how do you balance it all? I asked Jordan the same question. Uh, what his answer you don't. Is. You don't. Ain't no such thing. It ain't no such thing as balance, man. What you mm -hmm. do is you work your ass off, and when your family say we need you, you be there. You know what I mean? It's that that's that's our job as men. You know what I mean? A man's job, you know, you got kids and things of that nature, but your job is to be the father, not a second mother. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children is what the books say, and the bag is in the book. So everybody that's chasing that bag, if you ain't in that book, you ain't really chasing that bag. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, nah, you balance, it, it ain't no such thing as balance. One thing you're gonna do more than the other. Mm -hmm. And your child spends eight hours a day at school. Right. How you gonna balance that? You just spent 12 hours, 12 hours at work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the child gotta go to bed. Right, 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 right. So um, I like the idea of it, you know what I mean? But you make sure you're there when they need you and you're there most of the times when they want you. Mm, okay. Oh, dropping gems, y'all. <laughs> Sugar Ray dropping gems. Uh, you know, I've never had no one respond like that um, and be that, I mean, because again, I, when you think about it, yeah, there's no real balance, but yeah, that's that's that was well said, and I'll, I'll drop the mic on that. <laughs> yeah, that that was well said. It's well my said. reality. Some guys are doing it way better than I'm doing it, but I just know what I've been cut out to do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask this question in terms of uh, uh, how did you learn to communicate about uh, about your business? I think that's communication is key. I think regardless, right? So as you were started, and again, how long have you been an entrepreneur? Oh, I've been an entrepreneur for, it's been a lot of years, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been a, a, plus. a, officially, legally an entrepreneur, I would say 20 years. 20 years. Okay. Yeah. It's been, yeah. It's been a minute because I've been here for 20 years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say, but I mean, I've done, you know, I used to have car dealership, dump truck company. Stuff like that. I tried everything, but I also was a, a special educator. I think I was, I don't know if I was saying that down there, but I used to teach school. That was in like the 90s. In the 90s, and I went out to Cali, then I ended up back. It's a long story, Rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, used, I used to teach myself. I used to teach when I first came out of Morgan. And I taught at Francis M. Wood Alternative High School. Mm -hmm. Okay, I took that. I taught at an alternative high school in Los Angeles Unified School District when I first went to LA for two years. Ah, see, so Jordan, you don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know nothing about that. You don't know nothing yeah, about man, that. I'm just sitting there taking notes now. <laughs> was, oh goodness. Yeah, that, that was that was challenging. 
that, that was challenging. Yeah, that was challenging. Oh, I, I, I can only imagine. Yeah, there were the rubber room classrooms. What kind of classroom? The little rubber room ones. Uh, nah, well, they should have been rubber. Them boys, them boys was wild. You know, you sitting, you in there, and you teach this type of school, you teach it, it's called a continuation school. And mm. you might a guy who's in the 12th grade, but he's cheating off of an eighth grade paper. Little <laughs> <laughs> gang bangers and all that. Oh, man, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, GD tutoring time I had, just the exact same um, setup. So you're talking about um, 19-year-olds, I'm cheating off of 16-year-olds that don't want to um, school no more. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, so where we live. So quick question here for you, Sugar Ray, before we wrap up, which is uh, probably the saddest part of the show, when I give you living a rich life closing remarks, tell us who, uh, who motivates you? Who and what motivates you? Um, well, that that has bounced around a bit. Um, now, I can't. I, I, there's nobody that I aspire to be like. So I'm always motivated by family. I wanted to retire my mother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She retired, and I had a daughter. You know what I mean? Um, so then that become my motivation. You know, you're always looking for things to, you know what I mean? When you're doing 16 hour days, sometimes 18 hours, you're always looking for different things that quote unquote um, inspire you. But I would say without question, my number one inspiration now at this point is my daughter. Um, I think she's gonna be a female version of me. She's gonna be dangerous though, cause she's pretty, she's cute and she's smart and she don't take no stuff, man. Girl don't take no stuff. I got it, I got it, I got it. She only three. <laughs> she got everything. I'm like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I don't let nobody pick her up when she falls. Don't you touch it when she falls, scrape her chin, head, whatever. She got up on her own. Don't touch my daughter. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. Uh, so let's do this. Um, Jordan, please, any closing remarks before um, I give living a rich life, living a rich life closing remarks? What would you like to say? to our uh, folks that are watching and tuning in. Uh, let's see, shoot, shout out to the audience. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for having me on here. This is an awesome experience. Hopefully I didn't um, take up too much time. Thanks for having me on longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I always continue to be motivated by people like you. What they say is like, if you're the smartest person in the room, find a different room. Mm. So I'm glad I'm in the Zoom room right here, just talking with like um, very like-minded people, very entrepreneurial and like just some motivating factors, like just pouring into my cup of success there hopeful success to um, a little rich lifestyle like y'all. Thanks. Thank you, Jordan. Sugar Ray, closing remarks. Well, first and foremost, I appreciate you thinking that I was worthy of um, being on your platform. Um, You said something to me that stuck with me um, that night. And it was like, man, you everything that I thought you was. I thought, what the hell of rich man when he said that? <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was a butthole? What was he saying? Because I was really in an agitator mode that night. I was just then, a little bit. I was agitating a little bit. But um, yeah, I appreciate um, being on there. And you guys, whoever's listening, man, support this brother. Support this show. You know what I mean? He's consistent. He's intelligent. He asks great questions. And his heart's in the right place. And that's what I say, Big Rich. I appreciate that. So I'm going to give my closing remarks. So don't y'all go anywhere just yet. Um, So thank you all for tuning in and watching. Um, 
this will be able to be accessed via YouTube, all the social platforms. I will send this link out to you guys so that you can share it, do what you want with it as you may. Um, and here is the time where I have to give you the closing remarks. Oftentimes we are consumed with our own life challenges, needs and wants. In the big picture of things, let's try and be kind to each other. Kindness is a language the blind can see and the deaf can hear. So thank you, Jordan, and thank you, Sugar Ray, for sharing your story. If you have an inspiring story to tell, contact us at beexposedradio.com, or you can go into my Instagram and, and click that link, uh, www.livingarichlife.net. Until next week, continue to be inspired to live a rich life. This is Rich James saying goodnight, and thank you for tuning in to beexposedradio.com. Yeah. Morgan. My main man, Rich James.